Imagine your family business folding, and while you are flat on your face in prayer, you get the idea to open a floral shop. How many of you would follow through? That's exactly what Brandon Lunsford from Garden of Eden Floral did. Without any experience in floral design, he and his mother opened a floral shop 14 days before Valentine's Day. Since then, his journey has been a wild ride. Thank you very much for joining us today, Brandon. Yes, thank you for having me. We're excited. Cool. To get started, why don't uh, you just tell us the name of your business and a little bit about what you do? Sure. So we are a Garden of Eden Floral and Tea Room. We're a full-service florist. We offer you know deliveries, everyday items, from sympathy to get well, tons of weddings, anything in the floral industry. We also are a full-service tea room with a gift shop and a bakery. And we also offer uh, venue items too. So we have a venue part of the business too. That's a whole nother business. <laughs> but yeah, all of that under one roof. I know that sounds like a lot, but... Yeah, it does. <laughs> for, for us less sophisticated people, tell me what a tea room is. So that depends. If we say tea room like English style... I really don't know, but I know what a tea room in Texas is. (laughs) (laughs) Tea room is basically like a light lunch, basically. So anywhere from like tea sandwiches, chicken salad, those kind of items with soups and salads. And then we kind of threw our own little twist on it. And uh, we do like crepes and different lunch specials, you know, like hot meal. We'll have like one special a day, something like that. So we have that kind of tea room setup, but we also kind of incorporated a little bit different menu into that. Wow. Oh, that's great. That sounds awesome. So it's you had a florist and then now it seems like you've grown out into this whole experience, this whole new element of giving people an experience more than just flowers, kind of the whole magnolia thing that happened down there in Waco, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, when we kicked it off, we wanted to create something we say it's it's like an oasis, you know, so so many restaurants, you know, it's hustle, bustle, loud, and you go to eat, but maybe not so much relax, you know, so we had the florist and we came up with that idea of the tea room. So customers can come in and relax, you know, they can have lunch for their 30 minutes or they can stay three hours. And that was the whole idea and the theme of that when we kicked it off. That's incredible. Love the idea. Speaking of that, how how did you get the idea or the motivation to start this business? When we first started The Florist, that was in 2012. So at that time, my parents had actually owned a trucking brokerage company. And uh, they had owned that for probably, I would say, about eight years or so. And at that time, the economy was just really struggling in that industry They had a lot of struggles with some really known companies or large companies that had owed a lot of money to their small business. And my parents, it it tremendously affected their business. You know, being small, it was just the three of us. So I ran the accounting end of it and helped a lot in the sales end of it. And they knew that they had to make the decision because, you know, they were paying trucking companies that were moving these this freight for them but on those material loads that were going then so it was it, we were never getting caught up we were just digging a hole deeper so 
they had made the decision that they wanted to, uh, you know, close the business down. And so I was like, man, what, what am I going to do now? You know, so I've always had this entrepreneur in me since I was, gosh, eight years old, you know, trying to walk around, sell a drawing that I did, you know, door to door and, all, you know, the top fundraiser in class when they had those school fundraisers, you know, that was always my thing. Like, I just wanted to have my own business. So I really contemplated, like, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm at 25. Of course, I still have my whole future ahead of me. So we talked back and forth in this the space that they had. We didn't cater to the public. So it was just an office space, basically. And I had uh, this one specific Sunday, we had went to church that morning and the sermon was being very specific in your prayers and just, you know, trusting God and laying flat on your face and, and just that alone time with God. And this one Sunday night after that sermon, I had drove past that business and something told me to turn around and I turned around, I went to my desk and it was like nine o'clock at night and I just laid flat on my face and I was praying like, okay, God, what do we do now? What's my next step? And I heard so clearly to open a flower shop. I was like, okay, maybe that's just my thought. I don't know where that even came from. Like, I literally have zero experience in floral. Like, I know what a rose is, but if you threw any other flower at me, I would have had no clue in the world. I didn't see it being possible, to be honest. So the next morning, I, I tell my parents, I was up here last night late and I was praying and stuff and I felt... God speak clearly to me that we need to open another business. So my mom, you know, they kind of perked up and was like, well, what is it? And I said, a flower shop. And then they just kind of blank stared at me like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have experience in that? I've never even heard you talk about that. I said, I know. I said, I've, I've never even really been in a flower shop. So my mom said, you know, that takes a professional. And I was like, I know. I said, we can figure it out. You can figure anything out. So she said, you know what? If you think so, I said, mom, you've taught me my whole life, you know, to have faith and trust God. And that's what I'm doing. And now you're doubting it. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, no, I'm not doubting it. It's just like, you know, that seems impossible. But, you know, if you feel that, let's go for it. So literally, I would say three weeks later, I spent so much time with Google and YouTube trying to figure out how do you start a flower shop? So three weeks later, we opened this flower shop and in their same building. So there was no overhead. And that was really the key to it because everything was already in the trucking company at the time. So I didn't have to go get a commercial lease or anything like that. And I literally took every penny of my savings to buy these flowers that are going to die in 10 days if they don't sell. (laughs) And... I literally walked out on this limb with no knowledge whatsoever. And I'll tell you a tremendous amount of faith. And with the help of them, you know, my parents, we opened this up on February 1st, uh, 2012. The one thing I didn't realize is it was two weeks before Valentine's Day. (laughs) So, of course, I knew, but I didn't know the magnitude of Valentine's Day in the floral world. I went to a wholesale warehouse downtown that had flowers. And and I remember her, the lady helping me going through. It was on a Saturday and she would like 
have a scratch piece of paper and write down the name of the flower and staple it to it. And I was like, how do you even pronounce that? And <laughs> I mean, like just crazy words. And, and she's like, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, okay, okay. So what's my total? And it was, you know, for about that week of Valentine's, we were right at it. And she's like 4,000 something dollars. And I said, like, how in the world? And she's like, no, listen, you're going to have to have this much. And I was like, okay, but we've been open a week, you know, we've done like five cells and I just can't imagine that. So I cut it back a little, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I I just seen, you know, like it's not something I can just put up on the shelf or resell, you know, in two weeks, I, I got 10 days to move these things. So we had our first Valentine's day and I'll tell you, it was maybe the hardest work I ever did in my entire life. (laughs) It was just the whole process, you know, from them coming in and then having to put them in the solution and then, and then making sure that you change the, the water, like the whole setup here to get the final product I really didn't do so much research on that in the beginning, (laughs) but we made it through that first Valentine's day. And I had a friend that was a florist, kind of an acquaintance. We were friends, but we didn't talk often. And I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I said, "I, I have this order. I have no idea what this even means, but how do you do it? And she would come over from her lunch break at her job and kind of help me out and guide us and stuff. But that first Valentine's day, we did 103 orders. We were just mind blown. And I remember laying on the floor at three in the morning on my back, just staring at the ceiling and the business thinking, what have I got myself into? And (laughs) how do I even do this? You know, but from there, you know, it was a learning process. We gradually, of course, learned we were nowhere near hiring employees. You know, my, my stepdad would do the deliveries of the items and me and my mom or primarily my mom, I told her, I was like, I don't want to design flowers. I don't want to do any of that. Just let me do the books. I'll do the inventory. I'll do all the managing on the back end of it. And you be in charge of that. And she's like, how am I going to be in charge of it? I don't even know how to design, (laughs) but um, you know, we, we grew, I would say maybe in that first year, it's, we were able to hire a designer that came in and helped teach us a lot. But it was to the point where I have to know how to do every aspect of the business. I had to learn to design and I had to just put my mind to it and I would get so frustrated and stuff. But I I just had to do it because if that one designer being so small that doesn't show up or something happens, you know, I can't just close the doors. I learned to design and and then my mom learned to design and we basically handled a majority of it for probably three years. And we were able to just continually progress and grow. And it it was to the point where like, okay, now we need to move. We need to do something. We got to grow. And then you have that little thing in the back of your mind, like, Oh man, that that comes more expenses, more overhead. Before we go on to your, like your additional growth, like I've just got to pause here and like, this is such a classic, beautiful American dream story, right? Like you relied on your faith. What I also heard from your stories, you relied on your work ethic 
and your willingness to learn. Those are all things that are all intrinsic, all within each one of us, right? We can each control our decisions around faith and a willingness to learn. It just sounds like with that combination, there was nothing that could stop you. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but man, I'm just looking at you and I'm hearing your story and I'm like, of course he he became successful. Look at <laughs> look at what was guiding him. Look at what he was holding to. He was holding to what he believed and he was willing to put forth the effort and he was humble enough to learn things that were outside of his his paradigm previously. And I think that that's just a formula that creates this this force that just can't be stopped. Is there any other components that I left out? Faith, work ethic, willingness to learn? Is there any other major components that you would throw out there as like keys to progressing and building your business? Yeah, you know, for me, always the sky's the limit and striving that that's literally been my entire over this journey. You know, we always strive for more and never settle. We live by that motto here now. And no matter what obstacle that we're faced with, we know we'll overcome it. And when we overcome it, it's going to build us for that next obstacle. I'll tell you, I, I still, to this day, it's been 10 years and I still get chills. I walk into the building now and I'm like, gosh, this is just crazy. Like I, I can't even fathom never in a million years would I have thought where we are today that it would have become what it has. That's incredible. So in the face of you having just previously having lost a business, some people would say, well, that's that's the worst thing that could ever happen. How could you feel comfortable or confident going back into business for yourself when you literally just had to fold the last one? You know the risks. You saw what could happen. And right. yet you still wanted to move forward with a new one. Yeah, that was the key that I see my parents, everything they put their life into basically crumbled to nothing. And that was the hardest thing for all of us because I was so involved with their business, having to see that their their home be foreclosed on and losing their vehicles it literally took them down to the very bottom. But God literally instilled at that moment, no, this is what I'm taking you to. I'm taking you to this next level. And you have to be humble enough to understand that you didn't lose your business, but I'm really giving you something even bigger and better. So trust and have faith. And that's exactly what we did. I love it. And it's inspiring, right? There's a lot of growth and development in that experience. Right. And I think ultimately that's what's most rewarding for me personally about businesses is the growth and development internally or the growth and development that you see within your employees or the experience that you're able to provide with others. I really appreciate that perspective. I'm really interested because we always like to take the view of the person that's across the street from you. You know, and they they look at it and they see, oh, you know, Brandon started this flower shop two weeks before Valentine's Day, right? It was just the perfect timing. And then he got all the flowers in, they had a bunch of sales and that kicked him off. And and it's just been this 
easy sailing and, and he was so lucky or he was so smart, but your experience, they're over there struggling, having obstacles to overcome. And, and they look across the street and it's like, man, Brandon's just really got it figured out. <laughs> what, what things would you say as you were going through this experience that were, you know, challenges that you experienced? You talked a little bit about them, you know, as far as not knowing how to put the arrangements together or the amount of work and effort, but anything else that you would say as far as there were some real challenges that we had to overcome to keep this thing going? Yeah. So we didn't know times that this industry is slow or we really didn't know anything. So we had to learn that summer months for florists is just a slower month. That was nothing we ever took into consideration because it makes a lot of sense. You know, everyone's on vacations and all that. So they're spending their money towards that and not sending flowers and all that. So that's those are things that we learned in those times, though, we had to think outside the box, like, what can we do to draw customers in? You know, what can we do to maybe not come in and spend $100 on roses, but just to come in and buy a candle or, or take that card that maybe there's a sympathy piece they need in the future. So we had to really think outside the box in those times that it was slow. And trust me, over the years, it's not been easy sailing in any business, you know, you have those obstacles that you're faced with, but you're the only one that can think outside the box and really focus. What do I do to overcome it? What can we do? And we would meet regularly, you know, at least once a week and sit down and say, okay, what can we do different? What can we bring in? Like we need something unique. And that's exactly what we did. You know, as we moved forward over those next three years, we actually teamed up with fruit bouquets and started doing edible arrangements. And I was like, oh man, now I got to cut fruit. How am I even going to make it look like that? <laughs> you know? So we really never settled. And that's been such a, a motto here. And I would go to them and be my, my mom, you know, so we own it together. And I would be like, okay, mom, look, so I think we're going to start doing fruit bouquets. I've done my research on this and, and, you know, it's a big market. And she really got to the point where she just said, okay, whatever you think. <laughs> <laughs> so we kicked that off and that started going good. So we had another position available. So we, we hired someone to do that. And I had to learn how to do that too, you know, in case that one person called out because, you know, being small, you, that's your biggest fear is hiring an employee and not being able to have the revenue to pay them. And that is so important because I think for so long, we tried to do so much ourselves, but in all actuality, it was really holding us back from growing because we couldn't do it all ourselves. And once we were able to get someone for that position, and really that was what they handled, then that freed us up to really focus on more growth. But of course, <laughs> I wasn't done yet. The florist industry, I would say 80, 85% of it is either online or over the phone. So to have a customer walk into your store or, you know, to hear the doorbell chime and the door open, you're like, Oh, what are they coming in for? You don't have a lot of walk-in business. And that's, that's with any florist. So I thought 
outside of the box and was like, well, what if we offered, you know, like a some sort of like small display case of bakery items or cake balls or something like that? We had already been licensed through Harris County or through our county because of the edible arrangements for the commercial kitchen. So we were like, what if we offered that? And maybe that would draw in a little bit more people, even if it's just for, you know, a $10 box of chocolates that is made fresh, but maybe they'll walk out with that $50 arrangement. So that was the hopes of it. And it worked. You know, we were near a school, so we'd get a lot of parents drop by and get their kid a little chocolate. And But again, I wasn't finished yet. <laughs> so, And you'll hear me say that a lot probably. But uh, I said, you know, we still had this small space in that location. And I said, you know, well, I want to make the full list of this license for the permit for the health department. So we'll just start offering. What if we sell like lattes and coffees? We don't have that in this area. We'll open this little small area. And the whole idea behind it though, was not to create this tremendous amount of revenue off this coffee and cake balls, but really to draw them into the store to get the coffee and maybe order flowers or to take a business card if they need it, you know, later down the line. And that worked out really well. You know, we would have those repeats come in and grab a coffee and grab a single rose or something like that. And they became long-term customers just because they came in and seen we had coffee. Now they always order flowers from us. I love the forward thinking nature of everything that you're doing. It's very cool to see that, you know, even to see those challenges, I guess, and to, to view them as opportunities. We have a slow time in the, you know, in the summer. So rather than just be okay with the status quo. It's like, well, let's, let's reinvent ourselves a little bit. What's something else that we could do to potentially bring people in and recognizing opportunities and taking advantage of those opportunities, but never straying from the core service of, of the flower shop, right? You see often, we come across this all the time where it's like, hey, this is my core service, but then they, people get so distracted by other opportunities. If those things aren't helping to drive back to the main opportunity, then you, you'll lose it if you're not careful. Really cool what you're doing and seizing those opportunities and trying to build the core businesses. Such a good model. Yeah. And I love that forward looking, like you're saying, you were in it for the long game, right? You didn't, you weren't worried about getting a dollar out of every customer that walked in. You're worried about giving them an experience that might bring them back next time, or that might have them looking over at the other things you have and just planting that seed in their minds so that next time they come back or next time they have a need, then they'll think of you. Right. And I love that patience, that wisdom, that, that willingness to just be steady and stay the course and, and go for the long game as opposed to the quick, quick dollar. As you reflect back, what, what has been maybe some of the most rewarding aspects of this experience for you personally? It's drawn all of us closer, family and personal. We work so well together. And, you know, especially me and my mom, like we're just like, I I call us like a dynamic duo and our ideas, we always have, it seems like the same ideas and we always can work together the problems and, and what we are faced with, you know, we have each other to lean on, on that. Our employees are just so much more than employees to us. I tell them they're like my family, you know, I'm with them more than I am my friends and family outside of my job. We all just 
know each other so well and we just work really well together. And it's been great for all of us. You know, of course, there's times where it's overwhelming, of course, in any business. And I tell them that I'm just going to leave and they can figure it out that day. (laughs) But (laughs) then I walk out the door and then change my mind and come right back in. (laughs) But it's been really, it's grown all of us closer. So the relationships have been some of the sweetest rewards of, of all the work and effort you've put in. Absolutely. Well, that's great, Brandon. As we kind of wrap this up, you've laid out so many incredible principles and your story is truly inspiring. Obviously, there's challenges that you've come across that you've been able to overcome or you know, you talk about the late nights. And despite all of that, what's the key thing that keeps you going? Keeps me going. I would say two things, actually three things I would say. My staff, my customers, and God. Those are the three things that I think I never want to disappoint in any of those areas. So my customers, of course, they're so valued. And we, of course, could never be in business without them. And my staff, very dependable. They're always there no matter what. And then just really... God, because I don't know what's next. You know, this won't be it. (laughs) I know that our ultimate plan or goal, it's so much more. I don't even know what it is, to be honest, but I know that we won't, we won't stop where we are. And me and my mom both together, we will come up with something to even further grow Garden of Eden your ability to recognize opportunities to adapt and to change and to take advantage of those. What people don't realize is there's a lot of humility involved in that as well, because you can get so proud and so stuck on your original idea and just want to try to push that through. But if you're not adaptable, that's the same thing that can put you out of business. And so uh, the humility to say, Oh, there's more out there. There's more for me to learn. There's more coming is, is a key, a key element to, to what you're doing. And I appreciate you bringing out that principle. You know, you can see that as the thread all the way through your experience, your your accountability to God kind of helps you bridge those gaps of lack of knowledge or lack of experience. You know that he knows what you need to do. Right. And you can see how that just gives you this strength and that and this power that will allow you to push through any obstacle. So I love that that aspect of your accountability to God, your focus on your customer your appreciation for your employees. I mean, those are just just core principles that, that can help any business owner. Yes, absolutely. So Brandon, for our listeners, is there a way that they can connect with you or find you guys online or what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. So we are we have Facebook, so you can find us online at Garden of Eden Florals and then also our website, gardenofedentearoom.com. And always phone call away or email any of those. So, well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yes, y'all too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Great. Thank you. Best of luck to you. All right. Y'all too. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope after listening to Brandon's story, you will have a little more motivation to follow through on your own business dreams. 
have hope, focus on your successes, and as always, keep going.